Hello, everyone. Welcome to our service, our 5 p.m. service. And we are in our series, Trustworthy. Thank you, uh, Pastor Mike, our lead pastor, for inviting me once again. Thank you, Gerard. And that was a wonderful time of worship with uh, Kathy and the music team. Wow, it's, I'm excited to preach the word today. And once again, good afternoon to everybody watching, whether on Facebook or in YouTube. God bless you. It's good to see you all. Okay. Uh, let me read right now from Isaiah. So we begin our time in the word. Chapter 6, beginning in verse 1. Uh, our text today is from verse 1 to verse 8. But let me read only up to verse 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the throne, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim, each had six wings, with two he covered his feet, his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with the two he flew. And one called to Another and said, Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called. And the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost. For I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal, and he had taken, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin is atoned for. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we welcome you to this place. We pray today, Lord God, that we would have a fresh encounter with you. Just like Isaiah, Lord God, who had encountered your holiness. We pray, Lord, that we would remember, Lord, how holy, how awesome, how high and mighty you are. That when we fix our eyes on you, Lord Jesus, Lord, our situation, Lord, Lord even though it may not change everything that's happening around us, what it's important, what's important, Lord, it's going to change our perspective and it's going to change our hearts. Lord, speak to us through your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. Once again, welcome. And our series is Trustworthy. And why are we in the book of Isaiah? We're in the book of Isaiah. It's because we need to have a perspective of the covenant that we have with Christ. Okay, even from the time of Isaiah, so that we're going to live a life that will glorify, that will honor God, knowing that the covenant that we have with him. And I hope that we're going to have a deeper foundation, a deeper understanding of our covenant with Jesus, to know that the God that we serve is trustworthy. Now, as we go through this book in Isaiah, it's interesting because if you look at this passage of scripture, People know it as a time when Isaiah was called to preach. It, it was a, a time where yung calling or yung commission ni Isaiah okay, was solidified. 
that he was called to be a prophet. Okay, but it's more than that. We need to see Isaiah chapter 6 as a place where Isaiah encountered the holiness of God. Now, what happens when we encounter God's holiness? That's what we're going to talk about today. What happens to us when we encounter the holiness of God? Okay, but first let me say this. This was a time, okay, where there was turmoil in Israel. It says here, in the year that King Uzziah died. In the year that King Uzziah died. This was a time where there was grief, where there was turmoil. Why? Because if we're going to look at the background of this, Uzziah was one of the great kings of Israel. He ruled for about 53 years. A lot of reforms happened. And when he died, okay, he, it was a, a time of sadness in the nation. And that's why it was mentioned here in the year that King Uzziah died. So there was grief, there was turmoil, there was sadness in the nation, and it was a turning point in the nation. But look at this verse. It says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. And even in a time of grief, even a time where we're experiencing a lot of things that may discourage us, just like the pandemic, you know, or maybe some of you have lost loved ones. Some of you have lost businesses and we've all encountered not, I think there's nobody in the world who's encountered who has not encountered a sense of loss, you know? And it says here, in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. And I, I hope that all of us would encounter God during this season. You know, Sabingani, Pastor Mike, Kanina, I don't know what you're going through. Well, all of us, we're going through some sort of suffering for sure because of this pandemic. And it's been dragging on, but praise God, there's hope, okay? But our prayer is that, like what it says there, it says, I saw the Lord. But it doesn't end with that. It says here, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne. Now, Isaiah had a vision of God. He had a vision of God. Despite the, the turmoil that was happening, despite the loss, despite the loneliness, Isaiah said, I saw, he had a vision. I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne. And I do hope now, in your time of loss, in your time of desperation, in your time of need, that all of us would see God, would see the Lord sitting upon a throne. And why is this so important? You know, if we see God sitting upon the throne, it gives us confidence. It gives us security. Because there's a shaking that's happening in the world today. But when we have a vision of God, when we have a, a perspective of who God is, we can have comfort, we can have peace. Despite the turmoil, despite the suffering, you know, despite the many things happening in life today. And it's not just us in the Philippines, it's the entire world. But I do hope that all of us would encounter the holiness of God, just like Isaiah. Why? Because when we encounter the holiness of God, change will happen for sure. Transformation will happen for sure. He said, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne. So those just, just in the first verse, there's already power there. And our prayer is that the Lord would reveal himself to you. 
In fact, why don't we pray right now? Lord, we pray, Father, even as we hear your word today, that we would see you. Lord, that we're not going to see the problems. We're not going to see the loss. We're not going to see just our dreams evaporate. But we pray, Lord God, that we would see you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, for everybody watching who may seem down, who may seem discouraged, Lord, we pray that they may see you. Jesus' name. In the year King Uzziah died, Isaiah saw the Lord. And, and look at this description. He said, I saw the Lord seated upon a throne. And it says here that the train of his robe filled the temple. What an awesome sight. It filled the temple. And it's not a small temple. It's a huge temple. Let's continue in verse 2. It says this. Okay, what does it say in verse 2? It says, it says here that Isaiah did not just have a, a vision of the Lord, but he had a vision of an angel. And this was a special kind of angel because it's called a seraphim. Imagine an angel with six wings. Two covered his face, two covered his feet, two which he used to fly. And you may be wondering, why does he need to cover his face? Because in the presence of God, because God is super holy. I don't think he'll be able to stand the very presence of God. And in verse 3, and this is so important because now we're going to describe the holiness of God. It says in verse 3, and one called to one another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. It doesn't say holy once, but it mentions the word holy three times. Why is this relevant? When the Bible repeats something, especially that many times, there's an emphasis there. God is not just holy. He's not just holy, holy. He is super holy. And what does it mean? To be holy means to be set apart, to be a cut above the rest. And I want to show you what it means here. Holy means to be separate, means to be apart. It means, in this case, in Isaiah, what he was pointing out, that God is holy, exalted on a theophanic throne, separate from human infirmity, okay, impurity, and sin. Wow, take a look at that. He is separate. He is above. So that's why when we have a glimpse of God's holiness, we see that he is separate. So do you think God is panicking right now in the situation in the world? Yes, you know, may pandemic, may wars in Israel, you know, the suffering that's happening in India. By the way, we need to pray for India. There are a lot happening in the world today, but do you think God is in a state of panic? No way. He is still enthroned. He is still set apart. So if God is set apart, we need to see things from his perspective. We need to see things. We need to enthrone him in our lives that we may realize, Lord, you're in control. And therefore, if you are still seated on the throne, then we don't need to worry what's going to happen. So in other words, okay, see Isaiah, he was, I don't know how to describe this, but in, in their just common terms, parang na starstruck. But more than starstruck because he encountered, just imagine, doon pa lang sa angel. You know, I think he was already floored to see an angel with six wings. How much more to have a vision of God 
sitting on a throne. Uh, when, maybe the closest thing I can describe it is maybe some people, they get starstruck when they see like a, you know, a, a very famous person. Uh, I remember, yes, there was a time that I remember I got so starstruck with one um, artist that I didn't expect. One time we were having a, a pastor's retreat and then he happened to be in the same venue. Okay, can we show that picture, uh, Ayesa, por favor? Okay, and sino ba to? Maybe you guys know him. His name is Steven Seagal. Bakit ako na starstruck dito? Kasi at that time, when I was in high school, I believe, I took up Aikido lessons. And the movies of Steven Seagal was just so popular that time. I used to watch it and I said, wow. So, nag-Aikido lessons ako. Okay, by the way, nakalimutan ko na ata lahat ng mga lessons na yun. But tama-tama, I was wearing a UFC shirt and then he happened to pass by. I said, oh no, that's Steven Seagal. So, you know, I immediately just ran to him and said if I could have a picture with him. And while I was, while I was um, having that picture with him, in my mind, I was just saying, wow, I can't believe this. Okay, this guy who I've been watching in the movies is right here beside me. Okay, but you know what? That's nothing compared to Isaiah being starstruck having an encounter with the King of Kings, with the Lord of Lords, with the creator of the universe, that was absolutely nothing. Okay? So dito pwede tayo starstruck, you know, with people. How much more when we see God? How much more when we encounter an angel of the Lord? And I, I just want to share a few things, three things actually. What happens to us as a people when we encounter God's holiness? Okay, what happens? Number one is this. When we encounter God's holiness, I hope we're going to have this same perspective just like I say. When we encounter God's holiness, we will see Him on the throne fully in control of everything. Why? Because when we talk about God is holy, that means He is set apart, that He is above all, that He is enthroned. And if He's enthroned, He's in control of everything. In other words, he's still king. The pandemic is not king. There are no rulers in this world who would declare that they are kings, so to speak, because there's always an end to their reign. But God's reign never ends. And I do hope that would bring comfort and peace to you. And our prayer for everyone is that we would encounter the holiness of God. Lord, help me every day to to be reminded that you are enthroned, that you are in control. Okay? Look at your neighbor. Okay? Kung may kasama ka nunod, sabi mo, God is in control. God is in control. Kung ikaw lang mag-isa, that's okay. Just say to yourself, God is in control. He reigns. He is sovereign. He is holy. And I do hope that's going to give you peace of mind today that you may remember that we serve a holy God. And there are a lot of things. Come to think of it, there are a lot of things in this world you can't control. Uh, you can't control the weather. Okay? Lalo-lalo na ngayon. init-init. I don't know if you've experienced the heat, but I'm telling you, <laughs> the heat lately has been so intense. Okay? Now you just want to eat halo-halo the whole day. But anyway, but what I want to really point out is that I hope that we would realize the holiness of God, that He is fully 
in control. Now, going back to Isaiah. Okay? Let's go back to the next verse. In verse 4, look at this. Uh, medyo dramatic itong encounter na to ni Isaiah because when he was there, you know, there was things happening in, in the temple. It says in verse 4 that the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called. And the house was filled with smoke. Wow, the foundations. There was a shaking. And when he encountered God, there was a shaking that was happening in the throne room. And I'm sure that brought a lot of fear in the life of Isaiah. You know, and, and, and there was, with that great of a vision, with that great of an encounter, it changed Isaiah forever. And I do believe when we encounter God, especially during our times of loneliness, in times of sadness, in times of adversity, in times of grief, when we pray, Lord, let me see you in the midst of all this. Lord, let me encounter your holiness in the midst of all this. And this is what happened to Isaiah when he encountered the holiness of God. So there was shaking happening. Just like in the world today, I believe the Lord is shaking the world. Okay, to really find out, you know, what, what's going to remain. You know, what's going to remain is our faith in Him. Because all things can be taken away. Your life can be taken away. Your wealth can be taken away. Things can be gone in an instant. But you know what's never going to change? What's never going to change is that the fact that God is still faithful and that He loves us and that He has a plan for us. And in verse 5, it says this. Okay? In verse 5, it says, See, I say it also, I mean, And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Now, Sandrina, what happened here? First, he encounters God, he sees the holiness of God, and then you know what happens next? He sees himself. There's no way for us to encounter the holiness of God, the presence of God, without us looking at ourselves. And he realized, seeing how holy, how separate, how great, how awesome God is, he realized that he was sinful. He said, woe is me. I'm lost. I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people with unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the king. So you know what? When we have an encounter with the holiness of God, what's going to happen next? When we encounter God's holiness, okay, we see our own sinfulness. Okay? That's automatic. When we encounter God's holiness, we will see our own sinfulness. Just like I say and that's what's happening when we say, Lord, I want to see you. Show me your goodness. Show me your greatness. Show me your holiness. You know what's going to happen? You're going to realize how inadequate we are. How sinful we are. And I hope that when we encounter the holiness of God and we see how sinful we are, it's going to lead us to repentance. It's going to lead us to change. So, ganito yung nangyari kay... Okay, ano, nangakatawa talaga. You know, nakita ni Isaiah, Lord, you're so holy. And then, suddenly, 
When he saw how holy God is, he saw how sinful he was. And our prayer is that all of us too, that when we come before God, when we encounter God, that we too would see our own sinfulness, our own weaknesses. And that's why we need to run to God every day and say, Lord, <laughs> you know, it's, it's sometimes hard to describe the holiness of God. That it talks about God's otherness, that he is set apart. So we cannot treat God with contempt and treat him just like another person and treat him with familiarity, you know, that, oh, he's just like, you know, your buddy-buddy. No, he is an awesome. The Bible says he is a consuming fire. And I hope that the fear of the Lord would be continually upon us. That, yes, he is love. He is good. He is merciful. He is faithful. But we got to remember, you know, God is holy. He was never described in the Bible as I am, he is God of love, love, love. This doesn't say faithful, 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 but he is described as holy, holy, holy. That means he is set apart, cut above the rest. And, you know, when we encounter the Holy God, we see how, how we are, how weak we are. And there are times that, you know, you can get discouraged. All of us at some point, in this pandemic would be discouraged of the things that we see, even in our personal lives, may mga delay, just to give you a short testimony. Um, dapat nasa Panama na po kami, last year pa. You know, we're supposed to plant a church there and it's been a delay for a year. And there are times you can say, Lord, why this delay? And you can get discouraged. But you know what? In the kingdom of God, there are no delays. We just need to trust Him. We need to believe in him. And I just want to report about uh, Panama po, no? Because I'm just sharing, you know, we can feel weak at times. We can feel discouraged at times. But you know what? God is good. Even in the midst of delay, God has used this time for our team, our Panama team, to be able to minister to students via an online English class. So we have an English class online. And in 2020, we had uh, how many students? 11 students who graduated from the online class. And this year, we had 39. And we currently, out of those online classes, thank God for the awesome team. They were able to share the gospel to some of the students. And we now have five victory groups, five life groups with, you know, close to about 22 students in total. So praise God. So there's no such thing as a delay. And there are times you feel discouraged, the times that you feel weak, you know, but you know what? The God that we serve is strong. And one more testimony about Panama. Uh, we already have a departure date. And that's going to be July 21. So do please pray for us. We're going to go with family. We're planting this church. And it's going to happen soon. And it's amazing that the moment that we book those flights, God just opened, opened doors. You know? He opened doors in our lives. And siguro next time ulit, when the next preaching, ikukwento ko, you know, what, what the things that happened. But I just want to say we're just so thankful and grateful. Now, Isaiah was caught in some sort of, a, not a dilemma, but he, he, he experienced, because he experienced the holiness of God. Now he felt so unworthy. You know, that's how we're going to feel. We're going to feel so unworthy to be in the presence of King. So holy, so powerful. 
He's so above everything. And Isaiah felt that he was a sinful man. But take a look at this. So it's more than an inferiority complex, you know. But what, what happened to Isaiah? He said, woe is me. Woe is me. And ganun din yung reaction natin. Pag na-encounter natin si Lord, woe is me. Ma-realize natin that we are weak as human beings, that we are sinful. But thanks be to God. Now, look at this. In verse 6, it says here, Then one of the seraphim flew to me. Isa sa mga angel flew, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. Okay, Verse 7, And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin, your sin atoned for. Now, what does this remind us of? Think, think about this. Wow, it's like, you know, the angel came and because he said he has got unclean lips, he got something, okay, from, from the burning coal, put it on his lips and said, your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. What does that remind us of? It reminds us of Jesus, that Jesus himself atoned for our sins. That means he paid the price for our sins, that his sacrifice, that his substitution paid for our sins. And our guilt has been taken away. Now, imagine that. This gives us a picture, you know, hundreds of years before the coming of Christ. Five, six hundred years before the coming of Christ, we see a picture of what Christ has done for us through the power of his atoning sacrifice on the cross. That our guilt, that our sin was atoned for, our sin was removed. And that leads me to the third point. This is it. Okay? When we encounter God's holiness, what happens? The more thankful we become, the more thankful we are of Christ's atonement. Just like I say, oh, this gives us a, a reminder, okay, of what Christ has done for us. Because kung isipin mo, Okay, ay, ang hirap na yung pinagdadaanan natin ngayon sa pandemic na to. You know, kailan ba matatapos to? But we got to remember, you know, the greatest thing that Christ, that God has done for us, it's already done in the past. It's already done in the past. The greatest thing that God has done for us or that God has accomplished was already done 2,000 years ago when Jesus died on the cross and he paid for the atonement of our sins. And because of that, sometimes we're asking, Lord, you know, I pray, please bless me. Lord, I pray for these things to happen in my future. You know, all these things that we're crying out for. Lord, bless me. But you know what? Let me tell you this. You are already blessed. With our sin removed, our guilt taken away, we got to remember, we are already blessed because of what Christ has done for us. 
And I don't know what you're going through now. You know, there may be, alam ko, marami po ngayon, and they're suffering from mental health. And we need also to pray for our kids because it's also tough on them. And it's always good that when we go back to this word to remember that he is trustworthy. Why is he trustworthy? It's because long ago, he already did something, the best for us, which was the atonement for our sins. And now, dito na buhayan bigla si Isaiah. What happened to him? When he encountered Christ, he, he saw that he was enthroned. He saw God enthroned. He saw his own sinfulness. And then he was thankful to the point that darating na tayo sa verse 8. Hindi ko po nabasa ito kanina, but I'm saving it for now. It says here in verse 8. And then it says here, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am. Send me. You see, now he wanted to do the mission. See, mission does not come first. Salvation comes first. And then when we are saved, we will have the heart to do God's mission. We will have the heart to fulfill God's plan. And my prayer for everyone is this, that we too, just like Isaiah, would encounter God. And because we encountered God's goodness, we encountered God's atoning power. Pwede rin natin sabihin, Lord, here I am. Send me. Because if you are a recipient of God's goodness, of God's love, of God's cleansing power, ang gusto mong gawin ngayon is, Lord, use me. I want to help others. I want to serve others. And that's our prayer for today. You know, there's a lot of people of experience lost. Now's the time for the church to rise up and say, Lord, here I am. Send me. You're going to go on a mission. Why? Because you have encountered the goodness of God. And because you encountered the goodness of God, you want to spread the good things to others. Okay? This is my main point that I, I want to share. Okay? If we can put it right on the screen. When we encounter God's holiness, we respond with thanksgiving and a renewed sense of mission. Just like Isaiah. But biglang ngayon, gusto niya mag-mission. You see, the mission that doesn't come first. When God saves us, it's going to be natural for us to have that sense of mission to help others. Ganun po yung mangyayari when we encounter the holiness of God. When we see that we are so unworthy and yet God saved us and He, was, he showed His goodness to us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The next thing now that we want to do is that we're going to have this renewed sense of mission that we want to help others. And I'm just so encouraged when I look at Facebook to see mga community pantries. And we're also doing that here in Victor Ortigas. You know, we're going to send you more details. Pero meron tayo na virtual, okay, online community pantry. So a lot of people have been helping. In fact, uh, our, one of our campus missionaries, si Romel, he started distributing goods already. So there's a sense of mission. Why is that, there that sense of mission that you have? Pero mo, bakit kasi na-encounter mo si Lord eh? Na-encounter mo yung holiness niya, na-encounter mo yung goodness niya. And so now, your response is, I want to help others. There's a sense of mission. So, you see, like what I said earlier, you can never 
experience the holiness of God without you being changed. You're going to see that he is in control. He's going to be, that he is in charge. You're going to see your own holiness, uh, your own sinfulness that will lead you to repentance, that will lead you to call for him. And he's the only one who can touch you, who can atone for you. In fact, it is only the Lord who can make us holy. We stand holy in his presence today because of the very blood of Christ. And that's good news. And I just want to encourage everyone listening today. I hope that we're going to continue to see God seated on the throne, that he is holy, that he is in control, that we're not going to see the world falling apart, but we're going to see a God who's seated on the throne, that the crown still belongs to Jesus Christ. And there's one thing this pandemic is even giving us. It's giving us an eternal perspective. It's always good to begin seeing the, the very end. You know, it's good that in the very end of Revelation, we find out we come out to be victorious. We come out to be winners because of what Jesus Christ has done. And it's always good to have to see, to have an eternal perspective. Because if we're going to look only at what's happening around us, discourage. you can get depressed, you can get sad, you can get discouraged so easily. But let me tell you, let's come to God. Just like Isaiah, during the worst time, one of the worst times in the history of Israel, when a great king died, he saw the Lord seated on the throne. And you know what? What's happening in your life today? Maybe you've lost a loved one. I hope that despite that, that the Lord would bring comfort and peace in your heart and that you would see the Lord seated on the throne holy and in control. Maybe you've lost your business. Maybe you're not in good health today. I hope that you'd see God, his holiness, his goodness, that despite all the things, despite all the suffering that's happened in the world today, you know what? We're still blessed. You know why? Because of Christ's atoning sacrifice. Just like Isaiah, who was unworthy. Isaiah had nothing to boast about. Same with us. We've got nothing to boast about. But because of Christ's atonement in our lives, He's cleansed us. He's made us new. He's changed us. He's transformed us. That now we have a relationship with Jesus. And I do hope, just like Isaiah, that we would respond in the same way. That you would say, Lord, because I encountered your holiness, because I encountered your sovereignty, your goodness, your love, your faithfulness, we too would say in our hearts, Lord, here I am. Send me. Lord, here I am. Use me. Let's bow our heads and pray right now. Father, thank you. We thank you for everyone watching today. We pray, Lord, that we would be just like Isaiah. That in this year, not in the year that King Uzziah died, in this year of pandemic, that we would see the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and His train filling up with them. We pray, Lord God, that we would encounter you, encounter your holiness, that when we encounter your holiness, we'll see how sinful we are, that we would repent and turn away from our sins and receive you as our Lord and Savior. Because it's only your atoning power 
atoning sacrifice on the cross that will make us clean. And once you have cleansed us, Lord, we would have the same heart just like Isaiah. That we would say, Lord, here we are. Here I am. Send me. Send the church. And I pray for everyone watching, for those who are discouraged, for those who are down, those who feel depressed. Lord, we pray, God, even at this moment, that you would change their perspective. That they would not see the problems, that they would not see the pain, that they would not see the hurt. They would not see the loss. Instead, they would see you. Holy, holy, holy is our God Almighty. When we change our perspective, God, when we see you, we pray, Lord, things will change in our lives as well. Lord, the problems may not all disappear, but our perspective will change. Our faith will be strengthened. We pray for those who feel, Lord, that their faith has been weakened because of the disappointments, because of the loss. We pray, Lord, that you would lift them up. We pray, Lord God, even as we repent and turn away, Lord, at times, as we turn away from our sins, at times of refreshing will come. That you would cleanse us, Lord. Cleanse us, Lord. We repent, Lord, for, for the lack of faith at times, for our doubts, for our fears, for our worry, for anxiety. Lord, you said not to fear, not to worry, not to be anxious about anything. Lord, we lift all our burdens before your holy throne. And we pray, Father God, that the comfort, that the peace that surpasses all understanding will come upon us. Why? Because you've changed our perspective today. And we pray that we're going to come out of this, just like Isaiah, having that grateful heart because he's been atoned for. That we too would have grateful hearts, knowing, Lord God, that because we are cleansed, because we have experienced your goodness, that we have the same power, Lord, to share that goodness, to share that love to the people around us. Our prayer right now. I want you to pray this prayer. Just Lord, say, Lord, send me. Lord, use me. Especially to those who are hurting. Especially to those, Lord, who need encouragement. Pray for those who are suffering financially. Pray for those, Lord, whose health are failing. We pray for those, Lord, who have lost loved ones, that you would comfort them. We pray for those, Lord, who are at the point of giving up, that even at this point, that they would see your holiness and they would have renewed hope, that they would have renewed strength, all by the power of the Holy Spirit. All because today we realize, Lord, you are holy, holy, holy and you are seated high and mighty seated on the throne and you are in control lord we thank you thank you for your your comfort and your love to come upon all your people even those watching today in jesus name we pray amen and amen praise god pastor mike wow pastor rico that was just really great i mean isaiah chapter six is a classic um, however, there's always new, new revelations, something new to pick up right there. And um, for all of you um, who've been moved by that sermon, and you know, probably you came in midway, you could watch a replay of this later on. No? 